Hello there, friends and fellow warriors. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Warriors and Hope with Valerie Silvera. That's me. And today, I'm going to talk to you about your courage being somebody else's hope. Because you building up courage is not just about you. Really, our lives should be about becoming all that we are meant to be so that we can make a difference. You know, it's not just so that you can have a good life. It always impacts other people. No matter what is going on with us, it impacts other people. And so if you can keep that mindset and remember that, it will help you to work on your own journey, knowing that it is going to benefit other people. There's this myth about courageous people, maybe you've heard me say it before, that they never feel scared, right? You, you stand back in all your fear. You know, I remember feeling terrified every moment of every day in Jamie's addiction. And you stand back and you go, oh, well, those people are different. They were made different. They had different childhoods. They've had different experiences. They haven't had to face what I have. And all of that could be true. Some of it might be true. But I'm... 100% convinced that they feel fear too. Maybe they feel less fear because they face their fears. Do you remember the episode, the recent episode on building your courage muscles? They've probably just worked harder at building those courage muscles. And yes, maybe they had a springboard. Maybe they had that, that childhood, that growing up where they were just taught to just be bold and be brave and that they could be anything they wanted and you know, they were raised by this motivational speaker. Okay, some people may have a leg up on you. But you can get there too. The truth is that we warriors, we feel afraid. We just choose to stand anyway. That's why no matter where you are today, you should become a member of Warriors in Hope. Because it isn't about, oh, you have to get to a certain level and then you're a warrior. No, you're in the battle. So you are a warrior. Mark Twain said, he who is not every day conquering some fear has not learned the secret of life. Take that one in. I agree. So it's time for you to eliminate any doubts you have about living courageously. It's not something that's just open to a few brave souls, right? These are those different people. And you're not exempt because of your past or your messy life. It is your right and it's within your grasp and it's your responsibility to others. When all hell breaks loose, it may not occur to you that people are watching you, right? After all, you're just trying to make it. You're trying to navigate this situation, find your new normal. You're trying to figure out how you're going to make it through this day, this period of time. But people are watching you. So we should all become courageous for ourselves because I'm going to tell you something right now. It feels a heck of a lot better to live courageously than to live weak and as a victim. But it is much more than just that. People are looking for leaders. So that's another thing about leaders. You know, you hear that and you think, oh, a leader. You know, you think of, oh, a politician. Oh, goodness gracious. Right now, I'm not sure that we should, you know, consider practically any politician as a leader, but that's a whole nother story. But um, 
or, or you think of, you know, that motivational speaker or that pastor. And yes, they, they're leaders, but guess what? So are you. So is everybody sitting there listening to them. We are all leaders in our lives in some way and to somebody. And people are desperate right now for real leadership, for somebody that can show them the way, somebody that can prove to them that it's possible to move from point A to point B. For some people, they are looking for someone to follow out of the darkness. Did you notice that I said follow? Leaders should not be people that are just blah, 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 telling everybody what to do. They should be leading by example. So that's you. And you only have to be a few steps ahead of somebody you're leading. So quit worrying that you're not far enough along and you're not courageous enough and you're not, you know, to have the best attitude and you're blah, blah, blah. So what? I've got a long way to go too. Right? Somebody is following you or needs to follow you. They need another person to give them a spark of courage. They are looking for one who is brave enough to prove it's possible to face what they fear most. And some of these people you don't even know yet. That's what's cool. Don't sit around and go, oh yeah, I better get brave just for that person or that. Although, if that's what it takes to get you up and doing it, do that. But the cool thing is there are more people in your future that you probably haven't even met yet. So I received this message from my son, Sean. He said, mom, I got here because of you, because of the work you're doing. If you weren't who you are, I would never have made it to this place. I would still be wanting to show up at the courthouse with a gun. Now, I know that sounds pretty drastic, but you know, when somebody in your family is murdered, you have those thoughts, okay? When I saw him the first time, I wanted to punch him in the head. And I'm not a violent person. I don't hit people, but I did. I wanted to punch him in the head. And so you've heard me say I've forgiven him. So meaning that I, I don't think about him. It's, it's between him and God now what he has done, how he took my daughter's life. But I still want justice and I'm a human being. I had that, that feeling. So I understood when he said he wanted to show up in the courthouse with a gun. There was a part of me that wanted to as well. But do you see what, what happened? I didn't sit and say, don't show up at the courthouse. Don't do that. I made myself stronger. I found my way out of the darkness. I started making a difference. I lived a courageous life. And I'm still working on it, my friends, by the way. As I said, things still scare me. But I cringe to think where Sean would be today. It is not my sole responsibility to make sure that he learns all his lessons. That's his responsibility. But the fact of the matter is, is that I have a big influence over him. He's somebody that, that looks to me. He, re he respects me. He respects my opinion. He runs everything past me. Not, not, not to get my blessing. I mean, obviously, Nikki's is his, his number one go-to person, his wife. But, but he runs so many things by me, I think, to just get my perspective. And so I'm a role model for him. What kind of a role model would I be if I didn't choose the right path after everything I've been through? I mean, it's, it really kind of gives me pause when I think about the path Sean might have taken when anger and grief and guilt came crashing down because it did, it crashed hard. He already lived with anger and resentment toward Jamie and all of that. That was his way of surviving the situation. 
when she was taken from us, the guilt and the grief and the anger. He, he added some more of these, I don't want to say negative emotions because none of those are negative on their own, but continuing to live in a constant state of anger, a constant state of grief and a constant state of guilt. I can't even imagine what his life would be like today if I hadn't shown him the way. So he's done his own work. He's learned lessons from other people. He's always listening to other. He listens to tons of podcasts and he listens to a lot of things and gains insight from other people. But I know that I am one of those shining examples for him. So Sean was determined to sit through the entire preliminary hearing and a preliminary hearing is the green light for a murder case to go forward. It's where the judge goes, yes, there's enough evidence. We're moving forward. Ours took six years to happen. You know, it's, it's your right to have one of those within 60 days as a defendant. <laughs> he waived it. Well, first he was on the lam for two and a half years, but you know, all sorts of stuff happened. And there we were. And we were told this is sort of like the, the, uh, crime scene photos, the evidence piece kind of summarized into one day. The trial is supposed to take a month. This is going to be just one day and you're going to see all this stuff and hear stuff you don't want to hear. And, and we were even encouraged by, you know, at certain points along the way to maybe not attend that difficult. Sean said, no, nobody's chasing me out of that courtroom. If he's sitting there, I'm sitting there too. Rich says, I want nothing to do with any crime scene photos, any, any, that stuff comes up. I'm out of there. Me, I'm saying, I'll see how it goes. I'm going to just see how I am. But I, I just, you know, let me see. But I'm, I'm going to be brave too. So what happened was when they started to, they were about to bring up the crime scene photos, but it was described how she was shot, how her last moments were and where on her body. I got up. I was so upset and angry and, and just, just, I mean, in shock that someone could do that to another person that I just got up and left expecting Rich to come right behind me. Remember, he was the one that wasn't going to sit there. He sat through every moment. As a matter of fact, when the entire thing was over and it was time to go, I got up and he said, I just want to sit here a little longer. Here's the point. It was Sean's courage. It was Sean's example kept Rich sitting right there in his seat. Would Sean have been that example if I hadn't first been an example to him? And this is the whole point, my friend, of this episode, that your courage is somebody else's hope. Please live your life courageously because your story matters. 